Here we go. Three, two, one. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act podcast where we talk about things you talk about with family and friends, conversations about current events and pop culture, news and the headlines and uh, trends, often revealing and endearing conversations about marriage, parenting and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac and Donna, my second act podcast. Do we know what episode? A component of the radio show, which is weekdays 5.30 till 10 a.m. Eastern on the Bear 92.5 Atlanta. There we go. Do What's we know that? what episode we are? I think we're uh, 4, four six, 15. Yeah, did you sing into Keith Rockdale bone his shirt? I did. I did. Love you, brother. Okay, good. All right. Um, okay, so, you know how I was so obsessed uh, no, with- No, no, no. How do you start, Donna? Every oh, episode? I'm sorry. My name's Donna. I'm Kenny's wife. Yes. Okay. Um, do you know how I was so obsessed with the Alex, and everyone was the Alex Murdoch trial? Uh, which was outside Paul of- Paul, remember? I did not yeah, kill Paul Paul, uh, uh, which Merle's he did. In, Merle's in South Carolina. Yes, he did call Paul Paul. And if you um, have been listening to the pod, you know that when Charlotte and I went to see her at church last year and visit my brother in Charleston, on the way back, we went by Moselle, where it all went down. You know, is that the ranch? See, yes, to see the house, which was very eerie. Okay, so Alex Murdoch was in court today because there was this crazy county clerk who they kept saying during the trial, his attorneys did, this woman is influencing the jury. Like, she makes these comments under her breath, and, she, and some of them weren't under her breath, about how he's basically guilty. And so one of the jurors, one of the 12, admitted that this woman, the county clerk, Rebecca Hill, influenced them into changing their decision. Well, so he's in there asking for a new trial and everybody's like, oh, my God, is he going to get it? Because, I mean, it is sort of witness tampering. Now, the other 11 said they, that had no impact on their decision. But she started saying, like, under her breath, like, uh, she pressured the jurors to reach a quick verdict. She told them at the outset of the deliberations, this shouldn't take too long. Now, hang on one second. She, what's her title, her role? She's county clerk. She, and she was a juror. No, no, no. She was in the courtroom as the county clerk. But she would follow them to the jury room? No, but she'd say to them when they're in the jury box, well, this shouldn't take too long. Oh, she would not. Yes, she did. How come the judge didn't hear that? Well, I don't know. Maybe they were hard, hard of hearing. It was that little fella. Um, but so what happened was they, the judge today said, uh-uh, she, she misspoke. She shouldn't have said any of that stuff, but I am not going back in. This is not going to overturn this entire trial which went how many weeks it went a long time oh my god forever yeah i can't remember and but i was thinking my god if we get spun back into this again but how can it not affect that because basically they would have to retry right but if you have a county clerk who's trying to to to, to sway the jury well then... because the judge said that she misspoke and she said things out of turn but that right, but, but it, those things were said though you can't that, undo that yes but she said that that did not it should not have influenced i mean it influenced one juror but i don't know but anyways he got denied but i'm just thinking okay if we have to retry this thing and they send Vinnie Politon back out to South Carolina. Golly, he hated it. Oh, my God. Like Staying at the Quality Inn. Yeah, because they got kicked out because of a wedding. They were there too long. Remember? I don't know. Yeah. They were having a wedding in Walterboro because there's only like one really nice hotel. And, and they kicked what, out the news media? Yes. That's where all the journalists said. They're like, you got to get out of here. We've got this wedding coming and we had no idea you were going to be here this long. So do you remember that was the time it was like Murdoch and then right after that was the Gwyneth Paltrow Park City case? Where that skier man said she took him out on the hill. It was just like I there was a period of time where I I did not know court TV. I mean, I knew it existed, but I wasn't obsessed with it. 
I became like way obsessed, like deep state. Like armchair. Oh my God. Court, I'd stop and I'd be like, he didn't say that. Like I thought I was on the jury or whatever. But anyways, thank God we don't have to go back in for another trial. But I just, the main thing I want to see when old Alex came out today was what his hair looked like. Cause you remember, you know, he always like, he colored Who, his hair. Hang on, who's Alex? He's the one that got found guilty. Okay. Yeah. He killed Paw Paw and Maggie. Okay. Allegedly. No, not allegedly. Okay. No, there's video footage All right. from the Snapchat. Which is another reason you people need to get off the Snapchat. Have the dogs barking. But anyways, um, now have I ever told y'all this story? Lean in close. Okay, listen. Okay, in our computers at work. We're here? No, uh, at my store. Because one of the Netflix documentaries, when they pull the little boy, Paw who drove the boat and you know, I mean, it was horrible. Killed two people. You know what I mean? Or killed one person. Um, when they took him to the hospital, for whatever reason, he'd lost his pants. And he had on boxers from my company. Okay? And everybody was like, oh, my God. How, how did he lose his pants? I don't know. In the water somewhere. Okay. Um, and everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it got me to thinking one day when I was in the store, I'm going to put in. You're not supposed to do that. The la- I'm going to put the last name into my little, you know, search bar POS system, point of sale, and see what comes up. Well, I'll be damned if Maggie Murdaugh, 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 Maggie, didn't come up and she had ordered all these boxers, all these pants. I'm going to tell you what kind of pants. Well, you lost them. Doesn't matter. Well, and all this stuff. And it was the address was Moselle. I've got the picture in my um, All right. Donna, that seems like a, that's a lot. Not, I've not, got not, the picture not, in my camera. Not that she didn't order it, but for you to go so far as to take a picture of her order. I was just so fascinated. I'm like, and the point of oh system. my God, Moselle. It's all, all right. coming together. And then I was like, yes. And he killed Paul Paul. Um, so anyways, that, that's going on. But he is staying in jail. So I just I just want to let y'all know that, that he, the little yeah. man's not getting out. But his hair looked horrible. It was white as a ghost. And, well, it was white before the trial ended, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but he used to like you know, color it like red or something. He went to some woman that colored it because some, some woman admitted in town that she colored his hair. But it was like white and you could see through it and see his little red bald head, which looks like a chicken's butt. Did, did, okay. You know what I mean? Just like chicken skin, just real did, gross. You know what I mean? Did, did that come out in testimony? That, that a woman in like town? No, 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 no. That a woman in town testified or said yes. that she cut, she, she colored his hair. Yes, because. That came out in testimony. Yes, because what happened was he would. He, she said he was so hopped up on the oxy because you remember that was a big deal that he'd fall asleep in the chair and she could hardly get the color on him. He'd be slumped over. Why are you shaking your head? I this just, happened. I, I, it just happened. No, this happened. Oh, yes. yeah. No, it happened. I was not called to serve as a jury consultant. I'm a little surprised about that, especially if there were going to be a second second trial, uh, well, du- double not. jeopardy. Huh? Well, there's, there's not, not now, so but that could have been a revenue stream for me, possibly, Donna. And I, we're all about that. Yeah, because I used to go down to Fulton County Court, if you recall, after the morning show, and I would I would be summoned down there and and invited into the courtroom, and would uh, offer my thoughts to, uh, to to attorneys who wanted to hear them, which were none about uh, jury members. You know, during jury selection, the process. That was a weird time, and, and you all lived through that because you've heard this. You've heard all this stuff on the podcast after four hundred episodes. I mean, think these people are like it was a full time job. They're like our family members now. It I was mean, a full time job. It, but it wasn't. That was well, the problem. But, well, you, but I treated you it actually as had a full time job. Yeah, I treated it like I parked in underground Atlanta and walked across the street to uh, to you know Fulton County Court and find the courtroom, which looked like the, had the most buzz, most people. And and Mondays were great because that's when you normally see the jury, and that's when my services would be necessary because I would listen to the uh, potential jurors in, in the pool, 
and then I would consult with the, uh, the, the defense attorney and the, uh, the, the other attorney and tell them which, uh, the you know, members, whoever, which members of the jury I thought they would uh, benefit from having on the jury and which ones I thought could, uh, could be a disservice to their client. Okay, but a couple of times, if you recall, and then we go to lunch at American. But, but Deli. that was when it got tricky. You go would to lunch try. At American Deli. You would try to exit the courtroom with the jurors, right. And say, "Hey, where are we going to eat?" And they're like, "Where did he Deli. come?" From? I always, I always voted for American Deli. But they were like, "Where did he come from?" And it, like, they, they, I think they thought you were an alternate or something. It was like weird. I was a jury consultant. Oh boy, a volunteer, unpaid. Yeah, jury consultant. Yeah, for Fulton County Court. Yeah. All right, Taylor Swift. Uh, man, it's been rumored for so many years that she was going to be selected as the talent for the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Uh, we knew that wasn't going to happen when, uh, as long as Pepsi had the rights to the halftime, naming rights to the halftime show, we knew it wasn't going to happen because uh, for so many years, Taylor Swift had an endorsement deal with Atlanta-based Coca-Cola, and Coca-Cola simply wasn't going to let that happen. Pepsi checks out of the Super Bowl halftime show. Apple Music steps in. Uh, last year, I believe it was, the first year that Apple Music had the rights, and everybody was just a, just, it was just a flurry of rumors and speak about Taylor Swift. She's doing it this year, halftime show. Well, guess what, everybody? Taylor Swift is doing the Super Bowl this year. Yes, as, as Travis a, Kelsey's girl, as a fan, not a musical yeah. act. Yes, we know this now. Yes, um, and man, she's going to have quite a commute to get there. Well, it's going to come down to the wire, and here's what I'm thinking. I think you know how they do that, like half, to, like they do the countdown clock for the Super Bowl, right? Like you know, they do the pre-show and everything. I think they're going to have a Taylor Swift countdown. Or how about clock. this? How about you know how they track Santa Claus on Christmas yes, Eve? Like a they Norad. Have, they have like Taylor's jet and yes. it's coming across the Atlantic, or however you get back here from, or how you get to Vegas from Japan. How do you? What are the numbers? It's 14 okay. hour time difference. So here we go. So she plays Japan because she's heading back out on tour and she's in Japan. So she is in Japan the night before. So um, all right, this is a reference. Super Bowl is Sunday, February 11th. Correct. Okay, so. Here's how it's going to go down. We had a pilot who's spoken, and he said it can happen thanks to time zones, which that's a big deal. The time zones are going to help her out with Vegas. Okay, so he says, this former pilot says she could probably do it in 10 hours of in-flight time, okay? Um, so she pushed it, and she left Tokyo at midnight because she's probably going to get off stage at what, 1030? Uh, is that midnight Tokyo time or Vegas yes. time? Yes. She would arrive somewhere in Las Vegas around 1130 a.m., on Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. 630 uh, kick. That's plenty of time to tailgate. They said, though, her primary challenge could be securing a private jet that could cover the 6,000 miles, which I've thought about this, from Tokyo to Vegas. Uh, have you seen her jet? It's, she's good. That is a Falcon 900 LX. Yeah. She has two. And a Falcon 7X. And the last one has a range of more than 6,000 miles and can make it to Las Vegas without stopping. There you go. Or she could rent another plane, like a Bombardier Global Express, because then she wouldn't have to refuel. Okay. So then if she gets into the private airport in Vegas, which is Haneda. Yes, right there at McCann. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is in Tokyo, the Haneda airport, because of all the traffic in Tokyo, because it's crazy. It's a 45 minute drive unless she has a police escort. Which she would have, I would think. This is crazy. Yeah. She also benefits from the fact that the, the Japanese airport allows business jets to take off 24 hours a day. As opposed to what? Um, other airports. Are they shut down for lunch and things? They limit it to 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. How about that? Quite a commute to uh, cheer for her boyfriend. It is a, it's a rematch. Uh, last time these two teams were in the Super Bowl was the uh, 49ers that uh, won. So the, uh, the Chiefs looking to take it back. Don't you feel like the, the whole concert, she's going to be kind of like, rushing through it in a way to like get out of there 
I don't think she would do that at all. I don't think she would either, actually. I think she's such a professional. I think she'll give it her all, and then she'll well, look at the, walk in. Look at the time she has buffered in, though. She lands at 11.30 Vegas time. she got six hours until the kickoff. Yeah. I wonder if she showers on the plane. You think there's a bathroom? I'm sure shower? there's a bathroom. I know there's a shower. Yeah. Mm. Could be. You never know. It, I mean, he's going to be sweaty, too. After if the anybody has a shower on their plane. It'd be Taylor's. That's true. You know, that is true. I, I don't know that she has one. Never been on it. Yeah, but after the, it was very sweet. After the game, after the winning, uh, after, oh my God, after the Chiefs won, um, he was getting, Kelsey was getting ready to, Travis Kelsey was getting ready to go up onto the stage with the team for the um, trophy presentation. The trophy presentation. And Taylor gave him a big hug and said, she mouthed, I love you. How beautiful. How long sweet. have they been together? Uh, uh, I think about four months, four or yeah. five months. Here, here's what, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, uh, this is scripted and, the NFL's written all this out, or someone's in charge of this, and they've written it like a soap opera. Uh, even if they have, and I don't believe that they have, but if they have, uh, listen, the NFL is benefiting so much from having female eyes on their sport, on the NFL for the first time uh, ever, in, in this size, in, in this capacity. Uh, capacity. The yeah, number no, of definitely. eyes, uh, female eyes specifically, that Taylor Swift has brought to this sport, you can't even imagine. And what that trans- you know, what it equates to and transfers to is advertising dollars and a 60-second spot is going for- Six million. Six million. I would imagine that there was some Taylor Swift inflation in that I, rate. I would think so. I mean, I told you, I think the ratings are going to be through the roof because I think, you know, the thing too is a lot of times when this, okay, when the Super Bowl, like say the Chiefs start just beating the fool out of the 49ers, right? A lot of times there's drop-off. You know, people say with advertising, um, they want to be in those first two quarters. Right, because there's still you never know. But I think with this particular game, like if the Chiefs win, people are going to stay to the bitter end, honestly, no matter whether they win or lose, because they want to see what's going to happen when she goes out on that field at the end of the game, whether he wins or loses, you know? February 11th, 6.30 kick, uh, Super Bowl, uh, L1V. We don't know what that means. Yeah, that means uh, it's been around for a long, long time. 24. We talked to radio. We talked on radio about this story. uh, And we have an update. The Kansas City Chiefs fans Mm. that were found frozen to death in the backyard of a man who was hosting a viewing party. Mysterious deaths of uh, three fans. They they froze to death. And, And he said, when asked by authorities, he didn't know. He answered the he answered the front door with a glass of wine, and he said he had fallen asleep with his earphones on. Had no idea that they were just out. Three of them, all three, frozen on his back porch. Parents of the the three Chiefs fans found dead think the victims saw something they shouldn't have seen. What would you have seen, Don, at someone's home while watching an NFL game on a Sunday afternoon, drinking some cold beers? You got your your jersey on, and you got your your game paint on your face, and you're ready. You're cheering for them. Uh, hoping they make, uh, you know, win the playoff game, which they did, and advance to the Super Bowl, which they did. Jordan Willis's home this happened on January 9th. What would you possibly see at someone's home that would 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 force, literally force someone to to kill you? Well, some your grandmama's feet or somebody what? hanging out of the, like the coat closet. Well, what does that even mean? Like he killed his grandma? Somebody. I mean, there's something. Here's the thing, but it's too weird. I get it that they're saying that, but like. I find this whole story just strange as hell all the way across the board. I mean, the first fact that, and I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, we just talked about it on radio, but the first fact that they come over to his house, like you said, and these are pretty burly guys. They're not like teeny tiny guys. And they obviously all go out, or do all of them go out? Like, does he get them all out on the back porch? But the fact that they all three froze to death. Like, one didn't make it back in, two. Like, what did he give them? Did he give them a sleeping pill, like an Ambien, to make them fall asleep, and then they just froze to death 
you know, out on the porch. But, you know, different drugs interact with different people different ways. It's just weird to me that they all three had the same reaction. You know, and people were even saying, well, did they take something that was, again, dosed with fentanyl or something? But again, one of them may have survived. I, I, I just think the whole thing is weird, don't you? Kansas City Police Department uh, previously claimed that a fiancé of one of the three men went looking for him and called the police when she saw him dead on his back porch. Family members later said that it was uh, uh, the fiancé who made the discovery, technically. Yeah. She was out there looking for her man. Kansas City Police say, upon further investigation, uh, they located the two other dead bodies in the backyard. There have not been any arrests, no charges, and the guy, the, the, the owner of the home, was cooperative with detectives the day the deceased were discovered. And again, that was a January the uh, January the 9th, uh, two days after the game. So they were back there on ice, so to speak, uh, for two days before they were discovered. Okay, that's ridiculous. He didn't need to walk his dog. He didn't go out in the back. He didn't see their car parked in the front and say, hey, I wonder where these guys are. His attorney says his client is, quote, unaware of how his friends died and is, quote, anxiously awaiting the results of the autopsy and toxicology. Oh, I bet he is anxiously awaiting. Yeah. Something's not right. I mean, clearly. Cause of death be determined by the medical examiner and uh, police say there's no evidence of foul play. How can there not be evidence of foul play? It's just weird. I mean, one dead body would be one thing. Three? Go Chiefs. Yeah, I guess. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for Marilyn. Ask for anyone there at uh, a gallery, part of a gallery family. And uh, the, the, here's what they have at gallery furniture for you. They have uh, reasonably priced, beautiful furniture for every room in your house, whether it's your bedroom, your kitchen, your living room, your back deck. And you don't want to be out there right now rocking in your rocking chairs. It's cold. But uh, yeah, come springtime. Yeah. Well, listen, let's not talk about that because that does happen, clearly. Right. Uh, however, uh, come springtime, you're going to want to be rocking on your back porch, on your front porch. You can do that with rockers and gallery furniture. Reasonably priced furniture. Top quality furniture for every room in your house, gallery furniture. So I went up to talk to uh, just to see Donna because I haven't seen her and since she was sick, you know, before Christmas and then I was out of town. And anyways, I went up to see her and I came home. Are you ready for this? With a swivel chair, which I did need for the spare bedroom. But I also came home with and I can't wait for you to come up here. We're going to have like a huge tournament. I came home with a coffee table that is like a foosball soccer thing. What? Game. Yes. Yes. And I wish you could have seen Donna and me and Marilyn. So we were trying to figure out how to get this in my car because I really didn't want the one in a box. I wanted the one that was put together, even though she kept trying to explain to me, oh, it's easy to put together. I'm like, "Uh -uh." so we were just like, we had to get out. We had to put onto YouTube how to lower my seats in my car. This Uh, is, this is how convinced, but this is how great and convincing they are. They're like, we can do this. We can do this. Marilyn took the whole key. I mean, we had the, 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 the part of the um, table was leaning out. Now I do need you to go get my chair in your truck. No problem. Sometimes. Done. But my biggest concern was, did I get that little ball? The little ball. The little soccer ball that the people kick in the table. Oh, the foosball. Yes. Yes. Well, I but listen, I'm but... telling you, these tables, I'm going to take a picture of this and upload it somewhere on my social media. You guys will die. This is, it is a good look. Like, it's not like a game table. It looks like a coffee table with a huge piece of glass. And under the glass is the, the, is the, the game. game part. Yeah. Yes. So Charlie and her little friends were up there playing the other day. And I'm just like, I go up there. They don't want me in that movie room, you know, because not that they're well, yeah. not that there's anything nefarious, but they just don't want a mom up there. You know what I mean? But I go up there. And I'm like, y'all, anybody ready for me to kick their ass? Okay. Donna, uh, inappropriate. It's inappropriate. 
very inappropriate. They're going to go home and tell their parents that, 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 that Charlotte's mother was cousin. And they're like, uh, maybe Kicking later. Their Kicking yeah, their like, ass like, Maybe later. You know, I'm like, okay, well. We got a Pac-Man machine up there, too. It's like a damn arcade. I know, Galaga. You, you, you need to get up there. Do you collect quarters when they play? Do you make them pay? No. Okay. No, I just right. want them to play. But anyways, um, so Will maintains the high score, as he's told me. Text me if someone beats my high score. I said, what are you going to do? Play virtually? But anyway. It can be done. Um, yes. And they had so much great furniture. And they had this beautiful sectional that is like, They've been showing it on Instagram. It is these, these are coming, they're becoming really popular. These supersized sectionals where like 10 people can sit mm, on one. Jump in a pile. Oh my gosh. One little section. They've got cup holders in them, but they're Chargers. Just, yeah, but they're just soft and furry and like, oh my gosh, I just want, I, I, I like, I want it. I don't have where to put it, but I was like, could I put it out in my backyard? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's probably against the HOA rules. but Yeah, they get a citation for that. Yes. But if you are looking for anything, this is a perfect example. I did go up there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to look for a chair. I got, I, I wasn't going to get a swivel chair. I got a great deal. Again, not because it's me, just because it's gallery furniture on a swivel chair. And then also, I didn't even know I needed this game. And, well, you but, didn't. You didn't. But, but that's my thing. Like that they have the coolest, funkiest stuff that you, you know, that just blows you away that you don't even know you're looking for. So Definitely go up and see Donna and Marilyn. They were helping so many people when I was up there. People were coming in and out and in and out. And they just do a great job. Askofthewolfman.com online. Instagram follow is a great place to uh, to see what the what arrives in the trucks around the clock. Uh, six, seven times a week. Instagram, the follow is Ask for Wolfman Furniture Gallery. Furniture Gainesville, 1600 Browns Bridge Road. Michael Jackson. And probably the biggest gathering of musical artists in history. Gathered this week, 39 years ago. For We Are the World. The equivalent of Band-Aid, uh, which was, uh, do they know it's Christmas? This is uh, Dion Warwick, I believe here. Yes. Second Dion. Here comes a... Uh, not Reba Donna, but uh, Willie Nelson. As God has shown us, to song was written by Michael Jackson. Uh, leading the pack was uh, Ken Cragen, Kenny's longtime manager, Kenny Rogers' longtime manager for decades. And Quincy Jones is Bruce Springsteen right there. Uh, the session was produced by Quincy Jones. At the time, Donna, they reached out to Quincy Jones to, to produce this song 39 years ago, 1985. Uh, he was uh, shooting Oprah. In the color purple, the original. Well, shooting her on film. Producing. Yes, producing her on film with uh, the color purple. Uh, Waylon Jennings, Kenny Rogers, Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, Bruce Springsteen, Diana Ross, Bob Dylan, Ray Charles. I mean, everybody was there. Can you imagine bringing that type of talent, that 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 huge group of talent together in 2024? Uh, even for charity, I just think you'd have a problem doing that. I'm just, I'm that that'd be a hard ask, I think. Yeah, I'll tell you who would be there. Little Big Tim. That's true, real time. That's right. Kim Carnes. Here we go. Remember that her little her run right there? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Andy Lopper right there. Um, all right, so that was uh, 39 years ago this week. You, you say a little big town because there's a running, uh, I don't say gag, I don't want to say joke, but. What? No, it's just the truth. But it's the truth. We always say that if Little Big Town gets a performance slot on a, an award show or on a charity recording, you know, recording, uh, song recording for charity, like We Are the World. Uh, explain it, Don. 
Well, then they get asked to fill in. They get asked to to sing the song, sing the harmonies. And sometimes they'll have other people with them. But right, right. they're always... The go-to group for yeah. not their own single. You know, right. They don't get to perform their, their current single like most artists do. They're asked to perform, you know, with the people that died. What do they call that? The uh, immemorium right. section and, you know, mid-show of the award show. It's a little big town out there. Uh, but they're uh, very talented. We love them. Love them indeed. All right. Uh, what? Just funny. Uh, Alan Jackson, 22 years ago, this week had the number one country song in America with Drive for Daddy Gene, one of my favorite, favorite Alan Jackson songs of all time. Top three for sure. Uh, and we play Alan Jackson every hour on his hometown country station. Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. Get like a nod. wake you up 5.30 a.m. till 10 Eastern weekdays. Uh, search for the Bear 92.5 in the App Store. Download it for free, and uh, we'd love to wake up with you five mornings a week on Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. Give me a big bear growl, Donna. Wow. Um, music. Uh, that sounds t- like a bobcat. Let's talk about Morgan Wallen. You're hearing a Morgan Wallen song called uh, Spin You Around right now on radio, including Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. What you may not know is that song was recorded and released back in 2015, and Morgan Wallen would rather you not even hear it. Yeah, he would. He was in, so he was, okay, so he was in duck camp mm. or duck hunting on Thursday. And of, of this past week. Of this past week. And I guess, I mean, did he just not, the thing that's a little murky is did he find out while he's duck hunting? Like, does he have a phone? Does somebody get to him? I'm sure somebody, you can get to Morgan Wallen if you need to, regardless so. of where he is. Yeah. So 10 years ago, he was in Florida. He was a, had just started songwriting and signed a deal with a company called Panacea Records. And he wrote, I think it was a total of what, 12, eight, eight songs. And one of those was Spin You Round. And an EP was released under the Panacea Records. And... Late now, they want to re-release these songs as kind of like a, a, a you know, like a... Think like, Taylor Swift. And yeah. Well, no, the, the company oh, wants right, yeah. to release them as kind of like a 10-year or whatever anniversary edition. And he does not want this to happen because he's like, these were songs that are not up to the quality. I don't want my fans to be misconstrued that this is new music. I'm not releasing new music until February. So he comes out of the woods... And goes and re-records Spin You Round. Spin You Around. And I love this new version. I have to tell you. I think it's going to be at every wedding in America. Where'd you, where'd you hear it? Well, you can hear it now. Okay, because this is the version from 2015 right now. Yeah. You're listening. You have to it, listen it was to- a five-song EP called Standalone. Yes. So you have to go listen to his version. He did the artwork at the uh, in the woods and passed it off to somebody and said, hey, go put this with the music. So he's kind of pulling a Taylor Swift in that he is going back around and he may end up re-recording. He said there's probably only five that he cares about. So he may re-record all of these songs so that instead of being under the Panacea Records umbrella... It's his own. It's his own. And he gets the money. And he will tell fans, and he has told fans, and fans are rallying behind him. They, listen, they prove that. We're not going to like download these versions. We're going to wait until you do your version. Interesting that when you Google Spin You Around for Morgan Wallen right now, uh, what comes up is in the in, in next to the song title, spin you around. It says one two four one slash two four, meaning January twenty four. Yeah, uh, this was released three days ago. It, the old stuff from twenty fifteen is still available. You can still find it on Spotify and on Apple Music. Although he would prefer that you did not. Here's uh, here's the new the new version of spin you around. It's your digits if I can find a right line Well, you don't do feelings But baby, if you're willing, I'ma do my best 
On the title card, too, look here, Don, YouTube. Spin you around. January 124. Had to leave the duck woods to make this. To make this. He wrote. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, this is from his official YouTube page, but you can find it anywhere you stream music. It's where you can also find this podcast, Cadillac Jack, my second But before we slip out into the night. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell at Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios in Atlanta. Mitchell serves uh, as executive producer of the morning show, Cadillac and Donna. Mornings, Atlanta's the Bear, 925, 5.30 a.m. till 10. Eastern. Western. No such time zone. Westerns. Eastern. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second night. We are proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. I'm going to do my best to change your mind Because the way you stole my heart without a sign Girl, it ought to be a crime